Blog Talk Radio. I don't have an intro or a jingle yet, so I have to sing you into my first show. Hey guys, um, welcome to Ashley on Air. If some of you who are listening live or um, listening to this later probably have listened to Ashley on Air before six years ago when I started the show. Uh, and I loved doing it back then. And after all this time in this different place that I'm in now, I am ready to get going again. So my idea is to do three shows for the remaining three Wednesdays of the year of 2018, uh, kind of just telling my story and, and my background and my <clears throat> all the things that I get asked all the time. I'm asked the same questions often and um, some of them I won't answer, <laughs> just won't, and I'll get into that in a second. Uh, but some of them, you know what, I think it's finally time. A lot has happened in the last six years, and uh, a lot of you have followed me also on YouTube and that whole journey, so that's been, that was really fun. <laughs> that was cool, and we're going to start that back up again and stuff too. But anyway, uh, so yeah, I, I just, I really like the idea of having this platform um, where I can talk about whatever the heck I want and whatever the heck is hot in the health industry and hot topics and, you know, daily life and real life issues, real life motivators, real life stressors and how to get that, you know, the stressors out of here um, and, you know, bring in more of the motivators and the more life-changing stuff. As I am no stranger to life changes, that is for sure. So before we get started, um, even further here, and I just start diving in kind of blindly, honestly. Um, there are some things that I want to, um, some rules I want to lay down, so to speak. Um, so first thing that's very important is that I will never talk about personal details about my children. They are off limits. Um, I, I do not post them publicly for many reasons. Um, but I will, I will talk about them in general and all that stuff, but I, I get asked all the time, what are their names, what are their nicknames, you know, things that just I, I won't talk about that. I won't ever give intimate details about my kids, so don't even ask. And then another thing is I will, I will talk about the major parts of my past that I'm comfortable talking about. Um, I will not be taking calls or answering questions um, that go in depth at all about um, my past careers or past choices. Um, I will, again, I will touch on them and I will give major points, um, but I won't, I won't tolerate or discuss anything uh, profane or completely I guess off topic or uncomfortable for me, I guess I should say. Um, so there's that. And another thing is, well, I guess that's I guess that's really it. Um, what you can expect from the show after you know the beginning of the year um, will be you know personal accounts and professional accounts, education, and things like that. So um, I. Don't know why. Let me just go over this really quick. I'm not really sure why the chat isn't loading for me. 
Um, and that is an issue because that is a major place where um, I like to chat and hang with you guys. At least I did before <clears throat> when I was doing this show um, before. I liked the chat and I can't get it to load. I'm not quite sure why. So that is something I will work on. And um, yeah, so, and also my husband turned me on to the soundboard. So, uh, so, so I will be, oh, it's not working. Well, maybe not, maybe I'll be using the soundboard. Not these times, I guess. But um, yeah, so I guess I guess I can't take any, you know, it's probably better. It's probably better if I'm not taking any questions or calls on the first show. That way I can kind of get to talking and um, you know, I can answer questions as the show progresses. Maybe on like the third one or something will be like a Q&A session. Okay, so, um, so me. So I'm just going to kind of start from the beginning. A lot of you, well, some of you know some of my story um, just from following me before. Um, some of you know. Some of you may find it relevant. I think it's relevant because it explains a lot of like who I am and why I am the way I am and the choices that I've made and where it led me. So, anyways, so I was born in Oklahoma. I was born in Oklahoma City, actually, at St. Anthony Hospital. Uh, my mom was, I believe, 19 when she had me, and I think my dad was 21, so very young. <laughs> but really, in Oklahoma standards, I guess at that time, that was like the time that everybody was having babies, so I guess maybe an average age. Um, but looking back now, I'm 33 now, and, and that age to me is very young. And what's even younger than that is my grandparents had my mom when they were 14 and nine, or 15 and 19. So my grandmother was 15 and my grandfather was 19. So that's even more babies giving birth to babies. So my mom, although my grandparents loved her very much and they, my grandparents are still together and everything like that. They, you know, having a, a child at that young of an age uh, was difficult. They were still growing up and still wanted to do things and, and you know, the motorcycles and the cars and my grandfather, he was a mechanic. He built cars and um, he actually had a couple of different jobs. He was a, um, a police officer for a small amount of time and then um, all of my life, he owned a shop and he was a mechanic and, and all of that. So anyways, my grandmother was the youngest of five kids and my grandfather was the oldest of five kids. So anyway, so then them having my mom at a young age, I, I mean, I guess, you know, they had a, they had a bunch of people around at all times to help and things like that. But you know, it's it's a little bit different, as we all know, having a, a child at a young age. So, you know, I think that I think that affected my mom in some ways. Um, maybe not getting a lot of the more like attentive care that she needed, and then having me at a young age was difficult for her as well. And my my dad, um, at that time when I was born, um, and he was a very heavy drinker. And he is a compulsive liar, was, is, 
sorry, Dad, if you're listening. <laughs> this is honest stuff here. Um, and so at that time, my mom was doing everything by herself. My father, from what I remember, we only lived together until I was probably only almost a year old. And then, um, you know, he was never really around. And then at the age of two, uh, that's when I guess I think like, my memories start around that age. I remember stuff before then, this one time, was <laughs> a baby. I was still sitting in a high chair, and my mom had given me macaroni and cheese to eat. And I shoved the macaroni up my nose. And she was, I remember her freaking out. I don't know what she thought was going to happen. I guess she thought that I was going to clog up my nose and I couldn't breathe or something. And I remember her freaking out, like yelling at my dad. And then they had to get it out with one of the little sucker things. And that was really young. I don't even think I was a year old. But at like two years old, I really started coming into like awareness of what was around me. And it was always just me and my mom. And she, at that at that time, she, I remember her being a good mom. Um, she, when I was with her, um, she was a good mom. And it was just her and I. And on the weekends, every weekend, I would go to my grandparents' house. And I loved that. Like, I loved it so much. And I always, like, thought, oh, I just, I want to live here so bad. <laughs> and, um, and it was just such a great experience going to my grandparents' house. And at that time, when I was that young, we would go visit my grandma's parents, which were my great-grandparents, which were my favorite people in the whole wide world um, when they were alive. <clears throat> and I'm sure I'll talk more about them because they're a huge part of my life then and they're still a huge part of my life even though they're gone. Lessons I learned from them are things that I will remember forever. Um, so anyways, so at that, at that time, being so young and just being my mother and I and going back and forth to my grandparents every weekend, um, I think it really started to take a toll on my mother. And my mom, um, she didn't really work. She didn't really want to work. She thought that, you know, she could just do things here and there and somehow pay for life. I don't I don't really know. I don't understand her, her thoughts and her whatever she thought she was entitled to back then. But um, I think it started to take its toll. And she was single and I think she liked being single but then she started seeing people she started seeing other men and women and um my, my mother's bisexual and I, I think I always knew that somehow it's like we never had a conversation we never had to have a conversation it was just a normal thing for me it was like a normal um I just knew like I knew when she was dating a woman I knew when she was dating a man mind you I'm still I'm very young but I was I was very intelligent, I think, for my age, and it, I think I kind of had to be. But anyways, um, she was with this one woman for a very long time, and I loved her, and she took such good care of us, and she, my family loved her, everybody loved her, oh my God, she was just amazing, and I wish to this day that I could get a hold of her and talk to her and just tell her thank you for taking really good care of me at a time that I knew when I felt things were changing and transitioning for me already at a young age. And so I loved her. And they didn't work out because I think I, I don't want to blame anybody, but my I know it was my mom's fault. She couldn't get her shit together. She wasn't grown up enough. She just was, she was just messing up. She couldn't get her shit together. 
And so that didn't work out between them. And then when that had happened, my mom spiraled and she got with this other woman who was awful, just absolutely awful. She hated me. She just took my mom. <laughs> that one made her own choices. She was a grown kind of teenager slash child woman at the time. My mom did make her own choices, but um, this woman did have a lot of influence on that in my mom in my mom's very vulnerable time. So they started dating and going out all the time and leaving me with this guy named Jack who was I probably shouldn't be naming names. <laughs> this guy who um, was like their hangaround. And they would go out and do all these things. And I just noticed just so quickly everything just, I, I can't even say it. Everything just changed. It was like my mom was this one person. And then suddenly she was not that person at all anymore. And I couldn't talk to her. I couldn't. I couldn't even, I don't know. It was like there was no telling her anything. There was no communicating with her. It was leave me alone all the time. Like don't even come at me. And I knew she was on drugs. Um, And it was just a really weird time. And at that time we were living in a pretty good um, part of town in a really nice little apartment. And then whenever my mom couldn't afford that apartment anymore, we moved to a very bad part of town. Bad. I'm talking like it was so bad that the police officers barely came around. <laughs> it was bad. It was. It was. Anyway, I'll get to that. So when we moved to that apartment, um, you know, and my dad would come around here and there, but we moved in with the girl, with the woman that my mom was seeing at the time. So we all lived together. Fortunately and unfortunately, I never really saw the girl very much, the woman that my mom was dating. Um, but that also meant that I didn't see my mom very much. So this is probably when I'm you know, six turning seven in my third grade year. See, I was probably seven. Um, there were days where, I mean, it, it was rare that I actually was driven to school. It was a rare occasion that I would go to school at all. And when I did go to school, I you know, I wouldn't have clean clothes. And I don't know, I mean, I <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to eat that night or what was going to happen if my mom was even going to be there. So needless to say, she left me alone a lot. Um, and my grandparents, I still saw my grandparents every other weekend up until a certain point. But then when that stopped happening, you know, they started questioning things, obviously. We'll get to that too. Um, but my mom was, you know, again at that time I just I felt like I was living with a complete stranger. Um, there were times where she was high around me, and then there were times where she would go and get high. I don't know. She was probably just high all the time. So, anyways, I um, this. One time, I did go to school, <laughs> um, and she almost got arrested for truancy, by the way. So if you're wondering, like, what happened with that, then yes, she did um, almost get arrested for that. But I did go to school one day, and I came home, and everything was gone. 
she had pawned our TVs, our phones, our furniture, everything in the kitchen, everything in my room. Even my yearbooks were gone. Like, I don't understand. Who would want yearbooks? I don't know. All that I had left was a big black plastic bag full of clothes and my sheets that were on my bed. So, um, and then that started a thing where she was gone for days. Like she, I don't know, I don't remember exactly how long, but I think like after the first night and a half, I was like, it was the night I, I went home, the next day I was by myself and I think I, think I walked down to the, the corner store and asked to use the phone and I'm pretty sure that's where I called my grandparents and told them that she hadn't been home and I was there alone. So my grandparents came and picked me up and right when they got there, she showed up. <laughs> there were some things that were said and done between my grandfather at that point. He was so infuriated with her and my grandmother as well. There were a lot of tears. And even then, like, I remember I didn't want to leave my mom. You know, I, it was like a a really weird, like, I, did, I didn't want to live with her anymore, but I also didn't want to leave her behind because I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Um, so I ended up living with my grandparents from that point on. Um, but the moments leading up to that, it's, it's really interesting. And there's a certain element about this time of year. And, um, you know, things that somehow come up that I, I think that I forget, I think that I'm fine with, I think that I've dealt with and overcome and learned from. But something about this time of year where I just, I start remembering things. It's hard to explain other than, yes, I have moved on. I have moved on for the most part, and I am a better person because of, because of the things I've experienced and endured. And I think I say that I've moved on for the most part, and there's obviously way more, but this is just the beginning of the story. So I'm trying to cover certain details and and, and parts of it. But um, I and I I was talking to my husband. I was talking to Travis about this yesterday because he also had a very difficult childhood. He was raised about well by great people, as was I, but. Man, things things happened that were traumatizing, and it it sticks with you. So, anyways, he he remembers something from his childhood, and he's like, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm not mad. He's like, but I just don't understand why. Like, I keep thinking about it and thinking about it, like right now, this time of year, this particular moment. And I I told him that my theory on that is, and the reason why I say I've moved on for the most part is because when I do remember things from that time. Um, I I remember and I appreciate how strong I had to be at those times, not even knowing that I was capable of that. And I think sometimes they come up, some memories come up, some feelings come up, um, because maybe I haven't learned the lesson that I was supposed to learn from them fully. Or because I think part of us, we need to hold on to things that, that were so 
what's the word, that were so profound in our lives because it it taught us something, obviously, and we need to we need to keep a lot of that with us sometimes. But remembering remembering how strong I was back then it it keeps me in check and, and reminds me of how strong I always want to be. Like I, I was so proud of that little girl who, you know, I mean, and yes, I had moments of sadness a lot actually. Um, but I, but I was strong and I knew what was going on. I was aware and I'm, I'm proud that I wasn't ignorant to it. Even at a young age, I'm proud that I wasn't naive and that I knew what was going on and I handled it probably far more maturely than I should have, at least for quite some time. Um, you know, there was a time when after I moved in with my grandparents, I, I, I don't want to say allowed myself because I was so young, but I did have a very, very hard time with the adjustment. Even though I wanted to live with them and all that stuff, it was my mom. You know, there was a lot of, you know, I can't, I can't believe that my mother could do this. There was a lot of like believing that this isn't, you know, she was going to change and come back and everything was going to be fine again. There was a lot of just, you know, a lot of downtime, I should say. But I mean, outside of that, you know, I was really, you know, I was, I was well taken care of uh, by my grandparents and my mom's sister as well. She had a big part of my childhood, um, huge part of my childhood. And um, without her, there would have been a lot of times when it was just, things would have been a lot worse off for me without her. So, um, you know, after I moved in with them, I was I was very well taken care of. And I had a good, you know, for the most part, a good time. But there were still, you know, the the elements of my parents, you know, that, that came in here and there. And also at that young of an age, I think, you know, we, um, we are raised in a normal situation. Um, and I don't know, there's a lot of theory surrounding this too, but I think, you know, there's, there is a way it is supposed to be. You are supposed to be raised by your parents in an ideal, in a, I don't want to say ideal situation. Yes, it is ideal, but that's that's the way that nature intends it. You know, two people get together and have a child. I mean, even if it's a man and a woman, woman and a woman, woman and a man, but you have that element. You have the people that brought you into the world are supposed to be the ones that take care of you. So at that young of an age, I really struggled with like why. You know, why I was a certain way because I didn't know my mom on a, vi- a super personal level. I didn't know my dad on a super personal level. I know how my grandparents were. They're nothing like either of my parents. No one can explain like how they're how they are. Um, my mom. I mean, when my mom is straight and clean and sober, and um. And what I don't know what the word I'm trying to find here is, but when she is whatever she is, she's funny. And man, back in the day, she was just gorgeous, just like a porcelain doll, perfect skin, perfect hair, great teeth, 
<laughs> just all of the things. I mean, she was beautiful and funny, and she was very funny. I do remember that. Um, and my father is probably one of the most, if not the most charismatic men I've, I've ever known. <laughs> he was just funny and witty and charming and could sell ice to an Eskimo and worked hard and all of that. But for my mom, I think she, I, I want to say now that I know what I know as a, as a parent myself and having gone through other things with her um, more recently-ish, I think I want to say that my mom loved me. I think the love that she had for me scared her a lot because being raised by, you know, two people who are very young, my grandmother is a very loving person. But I think at that young age, I'm, I'm not quite sure if she was able to show the affection that she wanted to um, toward my mom. Um, I don't think she knew how just yet. I mean, she she grew up in a very loving family, so yes, she knew how to love, and she loved my mom. I'm not saying that, but it's just different when you're 15 years old as opposed to when you're 20 or 30 and you have a kid. It's just different. You show affection differently. You have different amount of patience. You have different experience. You have different wisdom. So I think when I came along, my mother loved me very deeply, and I think she still does. But I think that love back then scared her because she didn't know it. Um, she didn't know how to receive it. She didn't know how to give it. And she also has, she was diseased. I mean, obviously, being an addict um, and also bipolar, which she was diagnosed with later, but I think she always had it. Looking back now and, and some of the experiences and, and signs and things were there. Like she would... She would start all these projects and be all happy one day, and then the next couple of days it was like, leave me alone, don't want to even talk to you or get out of bed kind of thing. And then my dad, for him, I mean, he loved me as well, and he still does. But again, it's the same thing. I mean, <clears throat> he was a drinker, and he's a liar, and he, he was in and out of jail, so they just, I don't think they knew what to do with me. <laughs> That's all that I could, I mean, they didn't have anything together. Um, you know, both of them had, obviously, you know, priorities that were, that lied elsewhere. And I don't think they just, I just think they didn't know what to do with me, honestly. And that's the answer that I, <laughs> I had come up with. There just wasn't, for my story, for my life, well, you know, why I picked this to come to in this life, I, if that's what you believe, because that's kind of what I believe. Um, I picked them for a reason. And, you know, being raised by my grandparents, that was just supposed to be my story. And, you know, it, in the midst of some of those things, it was difficult. But to be very honest with you, you know, looking back, you know, I don't think I would have changed anything. Well, maybe a few things. I, I would prefer not to have been, you know, in, in the midst of my mom getting high and things like that. But I'm talking about the bigger things, the, the pattern, the path that everything took 
even from this earlier stage of the story that I'm telling, I am, I don't think I would change anything. So, okay, so we have a minute left. Um, so next time I will get into more of some things, obviously, because we have a part three, a three part thing here. But if you have any questions, please, you can email me at ashley at socalnaturalhealth.com. Um, a lot of places you can find me. Oh, that was really loud in my ear. I don't know if you guys heard that. Um, you can find me on Instagram, instagram.com slash your naturopath ash. So underscore ash, I mean, I'll put it all in the description. You can find me on Facebook um, and on YouTube, and you can find me here. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up. Again, if you have any questions, let me know. I'll get the whole chat thing figured out so we can get in the chat and I can see your questions there. But this I'm getting you in 60 seconds. Okay, so first show back on here live. Yay! I'll see you guys every Wednesday at 9.30 Pacific Standard Time unless otherwise um, scheduled times, but that will be disclosed before the show. So anyway, thanks for joining me, you guys, and welcome back to Ashley on there. Bye. Have a great day.